0: Would you take wall- down the walls in your house?
1: <laughs> that's an absurd question. No, it isn't, because you keep people out of your house by having a wall, right? Uh, that's not the point. I'm keeping people in the house by having the wall. You're locking people in your house? Well, let's. <laughs> Welcome to hell.
0: I mean, the Women's March. Mr. Reagan. So, actually, the Women's March wasn't really hellish at all. It was sort of like going to a county fair if every single person there was a registered Democrat. (laughs) No one there knew anything about politics. (laughs) Almost all the women there, at least the ones I talked to, seemed to be there for one reason and one reason only Instagram pictures. All right, let's have a look at my time at the Women's March. I'm Mr. Reagan, this is Sayedet. She's my camera operator for the day. And we're at the Women's March. All right, we have, of course, Sprite here because Sprite is so woke. All right, before we get into the long form interviews, I wanna show you a little highlight reel. I really stumped some of the people I was interviewing and I wasn't really even intending to. This is really just an example of just how disappointed I was with some of the people that I was talking to. You don't think that Asians have equal rights or equal pay in America? I don't (laughs) know. I don't know.
2: (laughs)
3: Let me think. It has no bearing on what could actually be effective at the border. His wall is not going to do that.
0: So do you think we should take all the walls down around prisons? Mm. Could you give me a could you give me an example of a problem you have with Trump? No? Thank you. Right
2: away, right away, right away. Um
1: would you be for taking down the walls in prisons, then? Uh, those are not walls, those are prisons. Right, but prisons have walls. Build a prison? I'm saying uh, walls are effective. You- well, you have walls
0: up in your house, I imagine.
4: Uh, yeah, but does that stop people from essentially coming into my house?
0: I think it does. I think it deters most people. Do you have a lot of home invasions?
4: I don't have a lot of home invasions.
0: Well, we have walls in prison. Do we? Should we not have walls for prisons?
4: We have walls in prisons, yes. For
0: I mean... They're effective. I'll be honest, I think that most people are here for Instagram pictures. I think they want to be seen at the march, right? It's, it's, it's really disappointing. So this guy at the end of the clip there, he was reporting for a school newspaper and he was pretty obviously, you know, left wing. And even he had to agree that a huge number of the people that were there we're really just there for Instagram pics. Let's get in to the first interview. My first interview was with a girl in a panda suit. Okay, what do we got here? I'm black, white, and Asian, and everybody loves me. So why can't we love each race? Because nobody likes white people, let's be honest. <laughs> I think mean, come on.
2: Like, as an Asian, like, I would want to stand up for other Asians, so they have equal rights, equal pay, and other stuff like that.
0: You don't think that Asians have equal rights or equal pay in America? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. There were sort of two twists to this interview. The first twist was that this girl seemed to believe that Asians were disadvantaged in America. Which I mean, I mean, if you know anything about the conditions of the different you know racial demographics in America, you know that Asians are really the most privileged of all the Americans. So you know, it was shocking to me that that this girl had you know had these ideas that Asian Americans maybe were disadvantaged. The second twist was that when I challenged her on it, she didn't seem convicted at all. It seemed like. Like she was, she was just like, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> you know. And I just realized she was somebody who knew absolutely nothing about politics. Had just shown up there so that she could get some Instagram pictures. Peach
2: Paradise.
0: And, and move on. And to me that wasn't a conversation worth having. So I just kind of, I kind of let her off the hook. And I, I tried to find somebody who really knew something about politics. <laughs> Yes, you're a hot ticket. I try to to think about things rationally and logically using reason as opposed to emotion, which I think
3: is... Oh, so do you think that the, the lying that, that comes out of Trump, the fact that he, he wants to pull out of Syria, he gets our Americans killed, that he's, he's, he's holding 800,000 employees hostage because he wants to build a monument to himself, that you think is emotional?
0: Yes, I think all of that is emotional. Okay, so you think that the wall is a monument to Trump. Exactly. Okay, all right.
3: Because it has it, it has no bearing on what could actually be effective at the border. If you want to build a monument to yourself, like he does, because he's you know it's all about him, if you want to do that, then that's why you build this big monument and you hold people hostage.
0: Okay, so, so even though Trump says that he wants to keep illegal immigrants out of the country, uh, you don't believe that?
3: No, I believe that he wants to keep them out of the country. I just think he's doing it, that his wall is not going to do that.
0: Okay, so first she characterizes the wall as some kind of megalomaniacal monument to Trump. Then when I talk about the utility of a wall, right, the, the purpose that Trump's stated for having a wall, which is to keep illegal immigrants out, I mean, she kind of laughs, right, because she has to reluctantly acknowledge, okay, yeah, that's, that's obviously something that he clearly wants to do to keep illegal immigrants out. So, to say that his motivation is for a monument, she has to recognize isn't 100% true. So then she shifts her argument. This is a pretty common tactic amongst just about anyone who has any debate ever. When they've realized that they've been caught saying something that maybe isn't 100% true, they then shift quickly to another point. And that's what she's done here. She's gone to efficacy. She doesn't think the wall will be effective.
3: We might as well take that $5 billion and put it in a big pile and burn it, at least people would get more.
0: So your problem more is efficacy, the effectiveness of the... Right. Okay, I would say, to contradict that, I would say that uh, I think walls do work. I genuinely actually I think mean, the wall you've would
3: never work. heard of a tunnel? You've never heard of a, things going over, a ladder? None of those yeah. things.
0: Yeah, I mean, if you have a high enough wall, you're going to have to get a really wall, high ladder. on the
3: border, there's, there's a combination of things that work. You've got drones. You've got additional... You've got people People, actually, manpower that are doing it, and you have physical barriers.
0: Physical barriers. Okay, so now she admits that a physical barrier would help to be effective. And I mean, let's just face it the reason that they don't want the wall is because they hate Trump, right? They don't want him to have a win. This is fairly obvious amongst the politicians and amongst these voters, right? They're perfectly content to go against something that would probably be very effective just because they don't like Trump.
3: I would say all of that, let's do all of that. Okay. You know, we do not negotiate with terrorists and that's what I consider our current president. You think Trump is a terrorist? Uh, what would you call it? What do you think he's doing? He's stoking fear. Well, his, his claim, right, is that he wants to make America great again. And I. I and how would, how does he do that? Well, you know, you if you're- All the brown people? Well, if you're <laughs> all the brown people? You're all the brown people?
0: Okay, so now she's obviously trying to invoke this idea that Trump's a racist or that conservatives are racist, the wall's racist, right? I kind of try to dismiss that and continue to try to answer her original question about why the wall was a good idea. Well, if you're trying to reduce crime, right, you... No, what are you saying? What are you saying? What are you saying? What are
3: you saying? Crime and brown people go together? Is that what you're saying?
0: So now she just throws it out, right? She's saying, oh, you're a racist because you're associating brown people and crime which i was completely dismissing the brown people comment and i think that this is an example of the problem of interrupting really it's like you ask somebody a question let them answer and then respond to that answer as opposed to interrupting halfway through and then making everything confused right but it's very tempting for a leftist to try to make us right wing people seem racist like cuz that's a lot of a lot of their political confidence comes from this idea that we're the good people. The left is the good people. We're the non-racists. The people on the right, they're racist. And so all of their ideas are bad. And so she's sort of subtly trying to get this idea across that I'm a racist, right? I wasn't directly answering that accusation. Oh, all right, I uh, I, I'm saying, if you want to tackle the crime problem in America, you go after the criminals that you know you can get, right? And they, he knows that he can keep out illegal immigrants who might commit crime, right? So he's thinking... But, but, but we, know,
3: we know for a fact
0: that illegal immigrants As
3: a a percentage, uh, create fewer crimes than Native Americans, or Americans that have been born in the United
0: States. Now, this idea that illegal immigrants commit fewer crimes than natural born Americans, which is what this woman was trying to say, is a widely held misapprehension on the left. And every time I've looked into this, the source always goes back to the research of this one guy named Alex Narasta. Alex Narasta is a self-described radical open borders advocate. Now, this is really not the kind of person that one should accept research data from non-critically. We should have some skepticism of somebody who puts out research supporting a self-described radical agenda. Now, there has been other research done, most notably by a gentleman by the name of John Lott, which completely contradicts Alex Narasta's findings. And I find this research far more convincing. Now, when you read articles about uh, the crime rate of illegal immigrants, most articles will say, well, there's really just not enough data on it for us to really know one way or another. And in a sense, that's kind of true. One of the big problems with illegal immigrants is that the government can't really keep track of them and the reality is if an illegal immigrant commits a crime it's going to be much harder to find that person since they have no documentation we have no record of them existing in the country furthermore if if an illegal immigrant commits a crime against another illegal immigrant a lot of times the victims of these crimes are afraid to go to the authorities right because they're afraid they're going to get kicked out of the country themselves now i have personal experience with this My girlfriend, who was actually a legal immigrant, she was in America legally, was initially working for below minimum wage here in California. Hey, sweetheart, how much money were you working for at your first job? Was it like five bucks an hour? Uh, Were they Armenians? She worked for this guy, he was an Armenian... Uh, She worked at a grocery store, and she was working for $5.20 an hour. Now, that is illegal. And here's the really terrible thing about the crimes of illegal immigrants against other illegal immigrants. These criminals, they know that these other illegal immigrants, their victims, are not going to go to the authorities. They use that knowledge to exploit these people. It's really quite tragic. And, look, we've got enough a-holes in America as it is. We don't need to take... Every other country's a-holes too, right? Let's Secure the Border. That statistic is actually very, very sketchy. It's based specifically on one researcher's I- ideas, who, who's, who's who's a big open borders guy.
3: We're not for open borders. I don't understand. You that. Know, the guy that, that 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 they usually cite. He doesn't want border security. Understand, border security wall.
0: Th- I would disagree. Wrong. Well, you'd be wrong. You, you, we, ad- we disagree on efficacy, right? We disagree Correct. on the efficacy of a wall. And then what That's happened to Mexico paying the wall? Well, no, no, but his strategy.
3: And we offered him billions of dollars for the wall for the dreamers and he said no. Now that's... Well, I, I would say five billion isn't like a huge well, number. It's not going to build. It's going to build nothing. Five billion's not going to do anything.
0: So you want to give him more money for the wall?
3: Right? No. I want to give him nothing for a stupid wall, like right. I said. Okay. Because it doesn't make any sense. All right, but you... Other than for a monument to Trump. And he likes to build monuments. He likes to have pictures made of him. He likes to have paintings made of him. He likes statues made of him. If he could, he would just Walk around with the like, images of themselves just reflecting all the time.
0: I would do that too, though.
3: Right, I know, right?
0: So now she circles back to her original criticism, right? That trumps this narcissist. So I deflate the situation with a joke and I move on to a test. Oh, what if I could sh- prove to you that the wall would be effective, right? It would you actually. Can't
3: because I'm not stupid. I'm sorry.
0: So there's one of three ways that this woman could have reacted. There's one rational answer to the question. And there's two irrational answers to the question. The rational answer is, of course, yes, I would support the wall. If you could prove to me that the wall would be effective and cost-effective, I'd be for it. It's simple logic. You have a problem. I can show you how to solve it. Fantastic. Yes, I'm for it. The two irrational answers are, no, it doesn't matter what you do. I'm going to reject this because I hate Trump. But that's a fairly obvious emotional response. The more clever response, the response that maybe doesn't seem irrational but totally is, is, I'm not even going to entertain that hypothetical question. It's so stupid, I'm not even going to answer it. And this is indicative of a person with a very closed mind. This woman will not allow herself to even consider ideas beyond those that she already believes. She's a ball of emotions and she's completely irrational.
3: I'm not stupid. What, let's let's talk about a, a hypothetical world. Well. Let's say a so hypothetical i construction. World. I understand how walls are built, I know how expensive steel is, and I know how expensive concrete
0: is. So now this woman has invoked the I'm an expert argument. She's a construction expert. I'm sure. So do you think we should take all the walls down around prisons? I mean, if walls are not effective, why do we have walls to keep in prisoners? <laughs> Why don't we just have drones? Why don't we just have drones? No. Okay, right. So at this point, she's laughing. Now, this is one way that human beings deal with cognitive dissonance. Right? They laugh. It's sort of like when little kids go up to give a speech sometimes, and their brain becomes frustrated because they want to do well in the speech, but they know that if they don't, there's going to be public humiliation. So sometimes the human brain just sabotages itself. And you get the giggles. This is what's happened to this woman here. She doesn't want to be humiliated on camera, but she knows she's just been owned. She doesn't have a really good answer for this. Yeah, prisoners don't typically escape from prisons. And we keep using walls because they work all over the world every single day. So if you can point out instances in which walls work, they're kind of stuck. I mean, what are they going to say? Something that's obviously not true? Like, no, 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 no prisoners are actually kept in prisons. They're always escaping. Every prisoner escapes from every prison all the time. Well, no, that doesn't happen because the walls keep them in. It's such an obvious truth that this woman can't contradict it. And so she laughs.
3: There is no, you cannot prove to me that people are flying over the border. It just doesn't happen. We live in California. If you, could, you might be able to convince me if I lived in, I don't know, uh, Iowa, that this is a big problem. But people that actually live here, know it's not. So you're manufacturing, first of all, you're, you're stoking fear in something that's not happening. And then you're, you're creating a solution that's not going to address whatever fantasy issue that you came up with.
0: Okay, so now she's switched her argument once again. Now she's saying there is no illegal immigration problem. Nobody's sneaking across the border. All the statistics are wrong. It's just a manufactured crisis. That's essentially what she's telling us. This is absolutely indicative of the privileged luxury of leftists who want a claim to be generous. It's just like Nancy Pelosi. Because illegal immigrants aren't a problem for her personally, the problem doesn't exist at all. Same thing for this woman. She looks like she's middle class, maybe upper middle class, probably lives in an all-white neighborhood, maybe even a gated one. She probably doesn't have a problem with illegal immigrants taking her job, so there's no problem with illegal immigration at all. But if you look at the statistics or you talk to any border patrol agent, they can tell you what is going on at the border. If you talk to uh, some of the, some of the border patrol agents, they'll tell you where the the immigrants are crossing. And then do you really like the wall, or you just I love the wall. Okay. I love the idea of a wall.
3: I I think it's stupid, but good. Thank you. All right,
0: thank you, thank you. So after I systematically destroyed every single one of her points, she'd had enough, and she ran away. Her sister tried to talk to me for a second, but she wasn't having it. She grabbed her sister. She said, we got to go, and they, they ran off. So then I ran off, and I looked for another subject to interview. I would say uh, I'm for the wall. I love the idea of the wall. I have no uh, issue with, you know, uh, so any, you any kind of... you think it's possible and feasible? 100%.
5: <laughs> I think it's ridiculous. It would cost so much money that could be better spent. You can go over a wall. You can go around a wall. You can swim over a wall.
3: You can swim over a wall.
5: You can swim over a wall. If you want to strengthen borders, great. I don't know any of my friends personally um, who do not believe in strong borders. You could spend the money to pay the Border Patrol. But the wall is just a ridiculous thing that he wants a wall. And it is not even feasible.
0: What if I could prove to you that the wall was both feasible and going
5: to be effective?
0: I'd still say it was a waste of money. That seems to be like an emotional response as opposed to a...
5: It's not. I look at a lot of practical things. I'm a highly educated person. I read a lot.
0: But I mean, we have walls to keep people in prison. We have walls probably protecting your house. Uh,
5: No one's against a little bit of security, border security, but a a wall that's going to cover the entire border? Give me a break.
0: You you understand, though, how it seems to be more of an irrational emotional argument than than, than a...
5: I actually think a lot of other people's arguments are irrational and emotional. I think I'm able to look at things and be like, it doesn't make any sense and we could spend the money better.
0: So this woman has also presented the efficacy argument it won't work right so I of course also challenge her to the hypothetical question and it really is a beautiful test to determine if somebody's being rational or emotional and this woman fails the test in spectacular fashion she doesn't even take the clever way out and just refuse to answer the hypothetical question She clearly exposes her bias by saying, no, even if you could prove to me that it would work, I still wouldn't want it. She just hates Trump. Now, I took the opportunity to point out how people could perceive what she was saying as emotional, as irrational, as biased. You you understand, though, how it seems to be more of an irrational emotional argument than, than, than a... And you gotta hand it to her. Her response was pretty brilliant. She responded with the truly irrefutable intellectual argument... I know you are, but what am I?
5: A lot of other people's arguments are irrational and emotional. I'm able to look at things and be like, it doesn't make any sense and we could spend the money better. After
0: this, the woman didn't want to answer any more of my questions. So I moved on. Hey, do you guys want to tell us why you're at the uh, march today?
5: Yes, of course. It is important. Uh, We have to come together. We have to give our voices loud because if we don't, we won't be heard. People want to say, people don't want to come out. People don't want to fight. They want to support. Okay. So here we are. And now they have to listen to us.
0: are there any particular political positions that you guys want to express by being here or that you want to maybe fight against by being here?
2: Um, definitely, definitely the uh, Republicans because they're the ones in charge of this world that we live in and um, it would be really nice to see some changes for everyone to have an equal opportunity and a fair chance and um, for everyone to have a good life. That's what we're here for.
0: Are there any political positions that you two would like to express by being here? Her answer, Republicans. So you think that if we could get other people in there, like we just got uh, a Muslim woman, we've got Ocasio-Cortez just got elected, you know, some people that uh, I think a lot of the women here find very exciting uh, going in. What what kind of changes do you think they're going to be able to make? What kind of legislative changes?
2: I think all of them, all of them. I'm ready to see it all happen.
0: What kind of legislative changes do you want to see made? Her answer, all of them.
2: Because women can do anything they put their mind to. Hell yeah! Okay,
0: so just sort of a general idea of progress, but no specific ideas about what you want. Where do you want to see the country go?
5: I would say yes just a bit because um, we also have to think about how everything takes a play and everything. So the fact that we have more women in there making more conscious decisions for women because they are women, we have a voice in there, we have more people at the table to say, hey, like this is what we need or this is what we would like to see. So just the fact that we are in there and we have elbow room now, it's a bit more, it seems a bit more like 50-50 a fair chance.
0: So she thinks women in office is good. No real reason why, just women good. I actually really hate this response. She basically just says that the more women we have in office, the better because they're underrepresented. As if equality of outcome somehow makes the world just a better place. They've got elbow room. In general, these girls think that women legislators are going to make the world better for women. It assumes that men have no interest in making the lives of women better or that they're incapable of doing so. I think this is a fairly typical assumption among women who are at a march like this. Where where do you think women need to uh, uh, be better advantaged in society? Um.
2: Well, I would say in politics since we're on the topic, um, because I feel like not too many uh, women know about politics or are aware of what they can and cannot vote on, um, so I think that would be something really nice to see as well.
0: I think this girl just inadvertently claimed that most women are ignorant. Give me an example of of an issue that you think women should vote on but you don't think they do.
2: Um, you know, um, let me think, because I'm thinking of all the ones where they do, um, regarding Republicans because there are a lot of um, white conservative women that are very for Trump's policies and things. So maybe um, if they were more aware of their social justices.
0: Let me translate this nonsensical gibberish. This woman thinks that white Republican women who vote for Trump are unaware of their social injustices. (laughs) Like give me one example of a policy that you think is a problem for the country brings people down?
2: Foreign policies.
0: Okay, g- well, give me an example of a foreign policy.
2: Okay, the people that are immigrating from Syria and other third world countries, yes.
0: Okay, you, you want to see more people immigrating from Syria and third world countries?
2: Um. Yes, if that will help them um, be removed from an environment where they cannot come out and protest and speak for Something things like that. that are very important to them, um, then yes, if they need to leave, I, I feel like they should have somewhere very safe to go.
0: Well, a lot of, uh, a lot of cultures around the world and in, in a lot of these countries are very hostile toward women, right? They're they're like the, the patriarchy that you hear about, they have real patriarchies, yes, right? They'll stone a woman because she got raped yeah, and things no like this. Do you not think that it's a problem if we're bringing in people that don't share our values, that are deeply uh, misogynistic uh, culturally? Do you think that's a problem integrating those people into this country? Because wouldn't that potentially make the country a more misogynist place, more hostile? Women.
2: Um, I feel like it's possible, but I also feel like that's already happened here, so it's kind of like, well, if it's a more of a risk that we might let more people in, well, we maybe need to look at the people that are living here now, too. Okay,
0: so you think we're a, a deeply misogynistic culture in America?
2: Yes, yes, and if people feel that, then we're definitely on our way, yes.
0: Okay, this is mental. <laughs> now this is obviously absurd. We do not live in a misogynistic culture in the United States. So I just gave her a couple of very basic statistics to refute this to see how she might react to that. All right, well we we have more women in college than men currently. Yes. Uh, if it's such a misogynistic culture, why why does the patriarchy allow that to happen?
2: Um you know I- sure, because now women can get a more fair education, but it kind of goes a little bit deeper than that, because the women are getting their education and their degrees, but now they can't get their jobs, or they have the job, but now they can't get paid as much as the men they're being paid. maybe.
0: Actually, out of college, women make more money than men.
2: Well, I I would hope so. I haven't heard of that, but, indeed.
0: After this, her friend jumps in with an incredibly long feminist rant.
5: If, you know, men are still taxing tampons and we can be more um, positive towards each other and grow better with this kind of society.
0: I tried to tackle one of the points, but like many of the people I tried to interview, they eventually just ran away. Run away. I then found these two ladies.
5: Educate, baby!
0: So in the L.A. Women's March, there were exactly two protesters.
1: (laughs) I I feel that abortion should be legal and free for everyone to have if, if they need to have it. I'm also here for immigrant women. I'm here in support of women that are immigrants that are crossing the border right now, that are being pushed back and are being mistreated with their children. Illegal immigrants? I, I don't call them that. I'm not in support of the wall. I think it's a, a very useless way to protect the border. There are other ways to protect the border. Do so you think it's ineffective? Completely ineffective and outdated.
0: Would you be for taking down the walls in prisons then? Because
1: we typically use walls primarily to hold no, prisoners. That's two different things. Two different things. But those are effective. Uh, those are not walls. Those are prisons. Right, but prisons have you walls. Build a prison. I'm saying I'm walls are effective. You, you're saying. Would you take wall- down the walls in your house? That's an absurd question.
0: No, it because you keep people out of your house by having a wall,
1: right? Uh, that's not the point. I'm keeping people in the house by having the wall. You're locking people in your house? Well, let's... <laughs> myself. Uh, well, let's, let's have the analogy of the wall and okay. the wall in Berlin. I, I'm, you're, you're probably a little too young to remember. No, the, no, I know the Berlin Wall well. Yes, yeah. okay. The Berlin Wall was ineffective and used. It was actually quite effective. No, the Berlin Wall was not effective. The Berlin Wall was effective. <laughs> this, this guy
0: is so crazy. What about the wall in Israel? Do you think that Israel should take down their wall as well? Do you think their
1: wall has been ineffective? Uh, that's uh, that's not my concern. The concern is here. Well, we're talking about the, the efficacy of is, walls, right? If you think walls are ineffective. We're, we're going through, yeah, we're going through the motions of uh, speaking about absurd statements. It's not really absurd. I mean, it's, a, it's, it's this is the core question, right? The core it question doesn't is, apply. It doesn't apply. Why? It's
0: apples and oranges. I don't have a good response for your point, so... I'm just going to dismiss it. I think you'll find that there are many, 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 many millions of people who would like to come to America. All told, the World Bank says there are three billion people in the world. Three billion people. Who
3: are desperately poor making less than two dollars a day that's three thousand gumballs
1: but you're sitting about hysterical scenario it's not a hysterical scenario it's, yes, it's it is it's just it's fear it's creating fear
0: i'm trying to you're draw building fear i'm trying to draw a political policy to a logical conclusion yeah. this is an argument that the left proposes a lot anytime anybody on the right says this is a problem the left will say you're just stoking fear right you're you're creating hysteria Which is ironic because it's exactly what they do. They create climate hysteria, right? They say that if we keep increasing the temperature on the planet, we're all going to die. But if I point out that every poor person on the planet would love to come to the United States if they could, that is stoking fear and hysteria. Never mind that it's true. Okay, whatever. Poverty is a small concept,
1: a small part of, the, part of the process. You think that most people who come to America are not coming to flee poverty? They're fleeing violence? You don't think that ever happens. So, violence are unprecedented in Latin America. If there's so much violence there, we need a to system to help them. We need a system to help them. But wouldn't violent people be coming no, over too? This is where they're, they're, they are, this, this is where they live. You don't think any violent people ever come, try to some. cross the border? Some might, but the, the people that are coming are not coming to be violent. Here. Connie Coons was 56, Sophia Renkin 74, they both lived alone, Sherry and Jerry David both were 81. He had been deported five times. He was wanted for yes. a sixth deportation when Kate Steinle was fatally shot.
0: Police in Santa Maria, California say a man who was in the country illegally is now charged, along with another suspect, in the rape and deadly attack of a 64-year-old woman.
1: Like the DACA recipients. They go every year, they have to be fingerprinted, they have to go to the police. But the people who are just jumping over the border, they're not They are not. Be. Yes, they will be. Everybody that applies for asylum has to be vetted. Yeah, but not everybody applies for asylum. Some of them yeah. just come over and hide. No, they are applying for You, you think every single person who comes to America well, illegally applies
0: process. for us. What do you think? I what think we you? should, I think we should reinforce our border with something like a wall. Mm-hmm. And for what, what purpose? To keep out the people who are trying to sneak
1: over. Who? What people? Anyone who tries to sneak over. And that will keep how many people out? Probably hundreds of thousands You know,
0: there are millions coming in through the airports. So this is the next deflection that leftists like to make. Well, actually, the people crossing over the border don't make up the majority of illegal immigrants. And based on the statistics that I've seen, that's actually true. So it's a fair point. The problem is, if you have two problems and you're having difficulty solving the bigger one, but you can solve the smaller one, Do you just not solve it because the bigger one's not solved? That doesn't make any sense. The problems of people overstaying their visa is a a more difficult problem to solve. Putting up a border wall is a pretty self-evident and simple solution to the problem of illegal immigrants just sneaking across the border. Furthermore, a lot of the people who are overstaying their welcome aren't drug traffickers or human traffickers. Some of the people who are sneaking across the border are people who couldn't get into America on a tourist visa. That's one of the reasons why it's important that we have the border wall.
1: So don't you think that we should should focus on the primary source rather than secondary source? If a good solution is presented, I'll be for that too. So you don't have a solution for that? The solution that I think is the
0: best for that, actually, is enforcing the law against employers. Right? Forcing employers to uh, uh, check every employee that they have and make sure that they're a legal citizen. And that way you would eliminate jobs for illegal immigrants here in America. But we need them. No, we
1: don't. We don't. Why do we need illegal immigrants? The fields are untended. We need workers. We need people to come in to work. But why do those people have to be illegal? Why can't they we be? Need to, we need to make them legal. That's the thing. We need to process people that are currently in the country, make them legal, make them go through the process so they can become more productive citizens of this country. So you think that we should reward people who are breaking the law by coming in here illegally? Breaking what, law? Oh, our immigration laws? Well, it depends on how you see the breaking laws. I mean, breaking laws... I mean, it's like if you kill somebody, you break the law of murder murder one or whatever the actual law no, that's two different things you're you're comparing Why? And oranges. No, I, extreme, I'm it's laws and laws an extreme, right yeah well abortion what is the law of the land and people know. are opposing abortion and they're talking about getting rid of abortion well, it's you, the law of the land you can oppose things that's it's no, no 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 you cannot change it leave that law alone i mean your ideas. Well, but yeah
0: okay so this guy has essentially lost the border debate so he switches over to the abortion debate which I'm fine with. these are the two things that he brought up at the very beginning of the interview. They're the things he's passionate about. I'll crush him on both points. <laughs> okay, okay well let's well let's well let's switch over to abortions. You seem to be passionate about the abortion issue. You think it's a woman's rights oh, yeah. rights yeah. issue? Uh, do you what about the fetus? Does the fetus have no right? What's a fetus? He's a funny guy. He has very funny tactics. He likes to play stupid. He likes to pretend he doesn't understand what I'm saying. This gives him time to contemplate an answer, a response. Now I actually <laughs> Thought he was he really didn't know what a fetus was, but he's trying to trick me into defining it in such a way that helps his case. I mean, obviously, I'm not going to do that, but... Hey, it was worth a shot. A fetus, the embryo, does it have no right? What is it? What do you mean what? A woman's body. Is it, or is it an autonomous? No, it's not autonomous. At what point does it become autonomous?
1: When the baby's born. Okay, so a woman should be able to have an abortion up until the day that it's born. No, no, don't put words into my mouth. I'm asking. It's absurd. I don't know. I don't know. You know, I don't know either. A woman should be allowed to make a decision for herself. Do you think that each woman who
0: is pregnant knows if the child has the value of a real human, or that it has no value and should be aborted?
1: What, yeah. what are you talking about? Well, it's a big philosophical Women are the sa- question. Are the same as us. But to that's an understand notion. What's an absurd notion? Talking about the value of human life. You just told me that illegal yeah, aliens. Hold on hold on, hold on, hold on. I mean, the, Having, value... uh, the, the concept of abortion is all about the value of human life. No, it's not. Absolutely. Do you think it's acceptable to kill anybody? No, of course. Okay, so then why is it acceptable to kill an unborn person? It's not an unborn person. It's part of a human being, and the human being is a woman that's caring. But that's... you just said you don't know at what point that it becomes. A human being. We don't know. So it could be conception. So Julia was a birth. He's giving me two answers
0: here to the same question. I don't know when the fetus attains the same intrinsic value as a human being and it attains the same intrinsic value as a human being at the moment of birth and he oscillates between them depending on how convenient it is for his position. Do you think that there are people out there who think women
1: shouldn't be able to control their own body? Have I you believe, met these people? I believe people that are against choice because they feel that women should should fall into a category of obedience. Yeah, but they call themselves pro-life, which indicates that they're for saving uh, the life. They call themselves a lot of things. They also call themselves Christians, and they're not helping anybody.
0: So this is a great example of a leftist who believes that conservatives are all lying anytime that any conservative claims that he or she has a generous or sympathetic or altruistic motivation for any of their political positions, they're just lying, according to people like this gentleman. That's not possible because we're all selfish bigots. (laughs) I mean, obviously, in every possible case in which the baby can be saved, we should try to save the baby. But if the mother's life is in danger, I've never met a person on the right who thinks that
1: we should just let the mother die. How many people in the right have you met? I'm on the right. Well, but you should you should ask more questions. <laughs> Because so you think, I think they believe that. You think that, that you, yeah. know better, you know better no, about just, how people on the right believe than somebody on the right. You should get more educated. I, I think <laughs> You should get more educated because I think people... Well, that's a very easy thing to say. Well, you're just not educated. I know better than you what you I think. I didn't say I know better. I don't know. I also need to get educated. We all need <laughs>
0: to get educated. Well, I'm trying to educate you, right? I'm telling you I'm on the right, and this is what
1: I think. This is what all the people what on the right that I know think. So what do you think? We're well, not all Christians, and we're not... This is not my... I, I don't want to impose... This is a country. But you do want to impose. You just said that, no, we, that want to re- we want to keep was,
0: that law. No,
1: that, this was a country that was based in separation of church and
0: state. Okay, so now he switches gears again to talk about the separation of church and state. Now, I don't want to get into it too much with him, but clearly this guy has a problem with religious people. He mentioned before that he thinks people call themselves Christians, but don't act in a Christian way. Now, that is sometimes true. But now with the addition of this church and state separation thing, I think he has some kind of hostility toward people with Christian values. That's what it seems like to me. I could be wrong, but that's what it seems like. I'm just saying that if the fetus has value, like the same value as any human here walking, you shouldn't be able to destroy it. No, you don't know. That's
1: my point. You know, the fetus has more value to the woman that's it Than anybody else, I have no idea what their bodies go through, what their feelings go through. I still think you're missing the point here. No, no, it's a philosophical you, question. You think you think a fetus has value, and you are applying value? I mean, you're asking me. If, no, no, I'm saying I don't know, like, and I'm you saying, saying you don't know. I don't know, but you know what I do. What I do know is that women the, assign value. Of course they do. How of do they course, their entire bodies change. Their so you're saying changes. by some kind of force of nature, yes. they know if
0: the if the, if yes. the fetus has yes. value,
1: and so yes. they can destroy it because they just know. They, they don't destroy it. It's not an easy decision. But they do destroy it. I mean, that's what abortion is. I, I don't know. I mean, I, it's, it's not an easy decision. It's not one that I will ever have to face, and I don't wish on anyone. But you know, sometimes people have to make tough decisions. All right, well, it doesn't look like I'm going to convince you today. Now, in this instance,
0: I had to run away. (laughs) I mean, all the guy's arguments had been destroyed. He had been reduced to emotional persuasion. He was completely out of ammunition and he'd been defeated. But this guy was not going to give up. I mean, this guy could have argued with me through the night into the morning. I had to cut this interview off.
1: beats on you like playing c Victor,
0: alright, so why do you at the Women's March? Uh, here to I'm the... a reporter. Actually, let's go over this way. Oh, you're a reporter too? Yeah. Okay, alright, so what, who are you with?
6: I'm with the Citrus College Clarence Newspaper Community College.
0: What What are some issues do you think that are important to the students at your school? You, you what, what school is it again? Citrus College. What is it? Citrus College. Citrus College. Citrus, Citrus, Citrus college. college. Okay, what, what issues do you think are important to the students of Citrus College?
6: I think most students at Citrus feel like they're like... I mean, they don't really have like a, a opinions on this. They mostly just support it all. They don't really express how, what they think they're like.
0: No, yeah, I find the same. It's like nobody here seems to know anything about politics.
6: That is action correct. I've interviewed a couple of people who have actually got into really heated arguments, whether
0: on Trump supporter stuff or stuff like that. So when I presented my disappointment in the political knowledge of the women there at the Women's March, this guy contradicted me. But the example he used was quite interesting. He said that he'd gotten into some heated discussion with some Trump supporters. So the people that he used as an example of people educated in politics were conservatives. He then goes on to claim that he's met a lot of people who were educated on both sides, but I don't think he did. I think he was just covering because he's a leftist and he wants to defend leftists. I think the reality was he met some well-educated Trump supporters, and he probably hadn't pushed any leftist on any issue at all. So we probably didn't know how well-educated any of the left-wing feminist types were there.
6: We've actually got into really heated arguments whether Trump supporter stuff and stuff like that.
0: Oh, so you, you've met Trump supporters who seem to be educated about politics uh, and- on both sides of the argument. Oh, you, you have met some uh, strong leftists strong who, who seem to know what they were talking about. I haven't found anyone.
6: But on the other side of the argument?
0: I haven't really interviewed conservatives. Where, you, where do you stand on this, actually? I'm f- I'm hard right. You're 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 where? Hard right. I'm like a strong Trump supporter for the wall, this kind of stuff. Why do you support the wall, actually? Terms- well, I think that it's important to know who's coming in and out of your country, well, in your country specifically. You know. And how do you think the wall will change it, though? If you have a physical barrier, then you can stop people from sneaking over oh, you into the, your country. But
6: yeah, I mean- the actually the uh, I think the the travel that the uh, organization that controls travel here has actually sent a visa. The more people overstay their visas. that's almost
0: I, I agree with that. and that needs to be fixed too.
6: So why, why, why build the wall people aren't people aren't going Well, people are sneaking over. they're doing both. But most people aren't though. so I mean it's a many- let's say you have two physical
0: disorders and the doctor says the really bad one, we can't cure. we can't treat you. But the kind of bad one we can treat, do you just not treat either of them?
6: Well I mean. Yeah. In this case, how much is this treatment going to cost
0: me? Right. Well, if I'm Well, that's... Way, if, I mean, if it's going to happen out of the way, why pay for something... So you're saying so don't it's... try. If there's a problem in America and we can't I mean... solve the worst version of the problem, don't because even don't, try.
6: Well, personally, I don't believe solving the problem would we'll be putting a wall. So if solving the problem the we'll be fixing the immigration problem first, fixing how we let people in and out of the country.
0: Right. I, think... well, I, I mean, I, listen, I agree with you on the overseeing the visa. Yeah. I'm not saying we just ignore that. We can solve both problems of illegal crime crossing and overseeing the visa.
6: I mean, my, my issue with the wall is the cost. It's exorbitant.
0: No, it is. I mean, $5 billion is nothing in government spending. It's uh, in, insignificant, unbelievably $5 small. $5 could be
6: going to somewhere else. I mean, our NASA program is strictly funded.
0: Our education programs are strictly funded. I don't care about NASA. What about uh, education? No, education is needs to be privatized.
6: Why do you believe that? I mean, isn't the government to educate people?
0: Yeah, but you can, give, you can have the money go with the student. It doesn't need to be districted. We don't need to say where you live dictates what school you go to. Should a bunch of people in an upper-class white neighborhood get to go to their upper-class nice white school and a bunch of kids in like a black ghetto have to go to a crappy school because their parents don't pay as much taxes as in the white school? Or should everybody be able to just go to whatever school they want to?
6: I believe it should be a second choice, but it should still be free.
0: Oh, I'm not saying it shouldn't be free. But where are we going to get the money to make it free, though? So the idea of privatization is that the government pays for whatever school you want to go to instead of the district in which you live. That's a conservative idea. That's a very right-wing idea that the leftists are against because of teachers' unions. Teachers' unions don't like this idea because it means that teachers can be fired. Bad teachers can be fired. And teachers' unions want to protect teachers, even if they're not particularly good teachers.
6: I mean, I don't necessarily think that they're willing to protect bad teachers. Oh, they are. In my district, where I, where I used to go to school, they did fire bad teachers, and the teachers' union supported the firing of the teachers, and we went to a very liberal school.
0: I find that shocking, but fantastic. If, that, if what you're telling me is true? That's wonderful. But usually in America, it does not work like that. That's a really sad thing about our education system.
6: Well, anyways, changing topics. Where do you stand on all
0: this... On the, entire the women's march. Um, you know, it's it's a pretty friendly thing. I, I I've I've been a bit disappointed in that. I haven't really been able to find anybody who has like very strong positions on any issues. Everybody just seems kind of milk toast. Like, oh, I'm just here to support vaguely this or that, and and they don't really know why they're here. And I think, I'll be honest. I think that most people are here for Instagram pictures. I think they want to be seen at the march, right? It's 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 really disappointing.
6: Meet majority are here to support here, but I I I. I do think a big percentage of people are just here just to get pictures.
0: Yeah, it's, it's, anyway. Well, good luck with your reporting. Yes, good luck you find reporting. some well-educated people. What's your name? Victor. Victor, Chris, nice, nice to meet you, Nice, to meet you, nice to meet you. Yep, yep, have a good one. Thank you for the interview. So even though this guy is on the left and he wants to defend leftists, He had to admit that a lot of the people there were just there to get Instagram pictures. I thought it was pretty funny that he was willing to admit that. And actually, this guy was probably one of the most reasonable people I spoke with the entire time I was there. I thought it was kind of fun to be interviewed myself. Uh, As I was interviewing him, he was interviewing me. So he gave me a little bit more of an opportunity to speak uninterrupted. Almost everybody else I spoke with tried to interrupt me pretty much any time I said anything. This guy was respectful. He didn't seem to want to contradict what I was saying just for the sake of contradicting it. And he seemed to accept that I knew some things about politics he didn't. He didn't really know anything about the idea of privatization of schools. And although he tried to challenge me on it a little bit, he didn't say anything that was super unreasonable. I was pretty impressed with this guy. And hopefully he goes out and he watches some Ben Shapiro and some Jordan Peterson and, you know, he educates himself a little bit more on politics. It would be interesting to meet him five years from now and see what he thinks then. Uh, so you've get, you're giving Donald Trump an F on everything. No,
4: he got straight Fs. Oh,
0: that's, that's a shame.
4: Oh, no, he flunked.
0: You're a hard teacher.
4: No, well, I no. Listen, these weren't my grades. These were all their grades. Yeah, these were all his teachers, so uh, unfortunately, he flunked, and so we really need to furlough him now, and so he needs to, yeah. Okay,
0: what, okay so of all the issues, of all the Donald Trump positions, legislation, the things that he's done, what are, uh, most frustrates you, I guess?
3: Gosh. Hi. Should I go first? Sure, go ahead, oh, yeah, if you're yeah, ready. Um... What, frustrate, what frustrates me most is that he got rid of he decides to make Latinos go back to Mexico and to make them separate with their families is just not fair and for me to and for me to I'm so grateful that I, I still get to be with my family and I just really um, hope sending good spirits to those children I couldn't said
4: yeah I could' not have said any better I think that- to, to his lack of compassion for the humankind, I think is just what worries me more than anything.
0: So- well, if, if, if you want to keep families together, wouldn't it be possible for the members of the family that are in America to actually go back to their home country?
4: the members of the family who are in America um, they're not in America they're in jails so par- she's referring to parents being in one jail children being in another jail
0: so you're talking about the separation of the border
4: separation of families at the border yeah yeah
0: well but then okay well in this particular case there was pretty good reason for separating the families at the border the people that are crossing illegally the broken American laws the, the border patrol doesn't actually know 100% if these people are actual families, or if it's human traffickers taking children across the border and they're not actually related, you know, there is some sex trafficking that goes on with children and we need to determine who the good guys and the bad guys are. Would you just prefer that they didn't even question it and let these people go through?
4: Absolutely not. Obviously, we need to have a good checks and balances, but I don't think there's anything that has proven that the majority of the families or the
0: majority... I don't think anybody thinks it's the majority, but there are some.
4: Unfortunately, because there are some, I don't think we can penalize an entire group of individuals. And we have jails filled with thousands of children who, as we speak, are being released from these prisons with nothing but a backpack filled with some survival skills or survival blankets and food and and a tracking monitor, and no solution other than just throwing them out. I mean, we have them living on streets, they're not telling anybody where they're relocating these families to. I think all of us can agree that there's no right system in place right now. But separating these children and having them not have any contact with any of the you know, adults that brought them here, it's, it's very sad.
0: Well, I, I agree with you in that it's a really ugly, messy situation that definitely needs to be dealt with. I would propose this, and you're gonna. No, nobody's gonna like this, but I'm gonna propose it. Wouldn't, wouldn't putting a wall up and actually stopping people from illegally crossing, physically crossing illegally, wouldn't that actually protect these families and keep them together?
4: No, absolutely not. A wall's not gonna stop anybody from coming over
0: to this country. Well, you have walls up in your house, I imagine.
4: Uh, yeah, but does that stop people from essentially coming into my house and if they're really determined to come to my house, into my home? Absolutely not. Absolutely not.
0: I think does, I think it deters most people. Do you have a lot of home invasions?
4: I don't have a lot of home invasions, but if something is really, really determined to get into my house, no lock on my door, no whatever on my walls, you know, protective gear on my walls are gonna stop them.
0: This is kind of a funny argument. She's saying that no wall will ever stop illegal immigrants. If they're determined to cross a wall, they will. So we should never try to stop them ever, but you could really say the same thing about any criminal ever. Well, if somebody really wants to kill my girlfriend, there's not much I'm going to be able to do to stop it. So I shouldn't even try. (laughs) My girlfriend's looking at me like I'm insane. Darling, I'm not gonna let anybody kill you. Okay. So why do we have any laws ever? If criminals are just going to do whatever they want, no matter what barrier we put in their place, we should just make everything legal and just, and we should just, you know, watch the world fall into anarchy. Listen, lady, if we didn't have police, if we didn't have rules and regulations and walls and other barriers from the really bad people doing the really bad things they want to do, you'd probably be dead right now. The point that some criminals are so determined that they will overcome the barriers we put in their place, so we should never try to stop them ever, that's a terrible argument. Look, the truth is that some, some people will be able to cross over the wall, and we're not going to get them all. But let's say we have a 30-foot or a 40-foot barrier. It's going to be pretty difficult to get over that, and it's going to take time. And the longer it takes for somebody to try to overcome this barrier, the more time our border patrol agents are going to have to find them. The left seems to be obsessed with the idea of drones. We can have drones patrol the border. Okay, let's have a wall and drones. We should be able to stop like ninety-nine percent of the people trying to cross over. I don't know why, they just can't say, Yeah, let's do it. It's not that much money. Come on, guys. Play ball. Well, we have walls in prison, do we should we not have walls for prisons?
4: We have walls in prisons, yes. For I mean they're effective yeah they're effective most of the time but this wall i can guarantee you as we are as we build this it's wall kind of
0: breaking Sorry. Prof- look at that a trump supporter helping a protester with her broken anti-trump sign what a gentleman
4: professionals who build tunnels will just be building them constantly so the wall is ultimately just a waste of money.
0: So you're more concerned about efficacy than about anything else about the wall. It's just you don't think it's going to be effective. You're for border security, but you think the wall's ineffective. And again, another leftist at the women's march goes to efficacy. The wall just won't be effective. It's not going to work. It's not going to work. Come on. I
4: what would be a waste of money
0: well five billion dollars isn't much actually c- considering a- it's
4: not actually no and the reminder of those who uh, work with the defense of uh, Department of Defense what is that that's pennies pennies nonetheless it's not the best you know it's we want 5.7 billion to go to saving narwhals.
3: <laughs>
0: right? <laughs> All right, I, I can tell that this woman's starting to get really uncomfortable. She has decided to distract from the conversation by holding up the narwhal sign that her daughter clearly drew. Now, it's hard for me to press her more on this. She's got some kids there. I already felt uncomfortable going up to this woman because, I mean, I don't really want to make this woman look foolish in front of her children. I mean, she's obviously like a hero to these girls. And in hindsight, maybe I shouldn't have gone up to her at all. But I did, and this is the result. I, I, that's a very attractive animal. I can't, I can't disagree with that. But he hates Trump. Oh, that's pretty hardcore. Hate? That's not very nice. It's not, but
4: you know what? Oh, yeah, we don't promote hate.
0: I don't think Trump hates you. I think Trump likes you guys. I don't think it's What if I could show you what if we could like in a mythical world show you that the wall would actually be an incredibly effective deterrent from illegal immigration would you then support it If
4: The wall was proven to be an effective deterrent trust me government would have passed it already There's plenty of people at the state capitals that are in our legislative offices who are doing their research If a wall was going to be an effective method of security it would have already passed
0: So once again this woman doesn't want to entertain the hypothetical question. Her position is not a rational one. It's an emotional one. It doesn't matter if I can prove it's effective. She doesn't even want to consider that possibility. She's just convinced that it isn't effective because stuff. I,
4: I, we would not be sitting furloughing thousands of uh, federal employees. Just because we are, you know, pulling this out of our ass.
0: Well, you don't think it's possible that the that the Democrats in, in Congress actually want to avoid letting Trump have a win? Do you, you don't think this is like political in any way?
4: Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Now, this is beyond that. I mean, I think everybody wants safety in our country. Nobody wants to open up our gates and just allow anybody, you know. We are big brother. People don't necessarily love us around the world. But nonetheless, building this wall, just like, you know. It, Installing a ban on government that's not gonna get that's not uh, on muslims coming into our country That's not gonna get us anywhere someone who's determined to be here is going to be here if we continue to have these You know on want to call it. I'm trying to look for the best word.
0: This sounds really defeatist. Like you're like, well, if they're going to they're going to come, they're going to come. We shouldn't even try to stop them.
4: Absolutely not. I think we we need to put systems in place. I think we need to be able to provide safety for all of us. Hence, we already do. We spend 50 percent of our budget are on, on defense. We are spending lots of money already. Is it being done effectively? I would imagine so, which is why most of us can still walk around this country feeling safe. You know, things such as walls are just metaphorical representations
0: of racism, really. Oh, you think the wall... You, you're on the racist wall bandwagon. Okay. i on that Come on. Let, let me ask you why you think the wall is racist. I want to hear that. I think that's a good one, actually. <laughs> why, why is the wall racist?
4: Metaphorical representations of racism. Yes, absolutely. Well, tell me why we're not building a wall on on, on our northern borders.
0: We don't have an extreme immigration problem at our northern border.
4: How do we know that? Uh, Have we done the research? Yeah. We still have, if you you really do research, we have, really.
0: Trump has condemned racism on many, uh, many occasions. Like, several times he's condemned racism. Who has? Donald Trump.
4: How can someone who condemns racism on a daily basis be representative of racism?
0: Well, I think he's only representative of racism because people tell you that he is. Okay. I, don't think he, a I don't think it's a racist agenda.
3: That's your opinion. Yeah. All
0: right. All right. Sorry. I'll let you guys go. Thank you so much for talking. Yep. All right. Hopefully I didn't terrify that kid too much. It's kind of funny, right? So at the end of this discussion that we have, this woman kind of accepts that yeah, we live in a pretty safe country. Things are pretty good here. And because I've kind of cut down most of her talking points, she decides she's had enough and she's going to, like everybody else, run run away. But before she does, she wants to throw in one last jab. Trump's just a racist, right? She wants to throw that out there and run away quickly before I can refute it. It's like, well, I don't really have a good argument, so I'm just going to say racism and then run away. (laughs) I wish I could say that the Women's March was a positive experience. Sadly, it really was disappointing. It wasn't super exciting. I didn't have people screaming at me. Which, you know, that's always fun to watch. (laughs) And we didn't get a lot of people who were willing to truly engage. To come in with an open mind to ideas that they had not heard before. And be willing to work with somebody with opposing views toward a strategy to actually make the country and the world a better place. Most of the people there weren't educated about politics. And the people who were educated were indoctrinated into a hard-left ideology. But I was enlightened. I was enlightened to one very sad fact. The vast majority of the people going to the Women's March were there for Instagram pictures. And so I suppose there is a plus and a minus here. On the positive side... There is not a huge army of feminists going to these marches. And for the most part, I think most of these uneducated women could potentially be educated about politics and could eventually be drawn toward rational and reasonable views. And they could eventually vote for people who I think could actually help the country. Some of them might even become Trump supporters. On the downside, it looks like the vast majority of uneducated voters in America are just voting Democrat by default. Leftist marketing seems to be incredibly effective. People just believe all the leftist propaganda that they hear. No matter how false it is, no matter how strong the evidence against it, the left just does seem to have a monopoly on generosity, sympathy being the ethical party. They've created this brand that is incredibly compelling. All of these women have bought it, hook, line, and sinker, and some men along with them. Conservatives have to do a better job of creating a brand that attracts the uneducated masses. And sadly, we're just not that good at it. Well, that's it for me. If you like this video, hit the like button. If you want to see more like this, please subscribe. And if you hate me, well, you were probably at one of the women's marches. But if you're watching this, there's hope for you yet. Good night.